For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network, where we believe in the Detroit Lions, or at least I used to. I'm going to see if Benny Blade still does, but man, the Lions let me down again, Benny. I I, kind of just got to tell you I had a tough football weekend this past weekend. You can fill in the blanks from there, but... You're going to have to talk me off the ledge because it was another frustrating game for the Lions, but I'm happy to be here talking football with you. Benny, how are you doing this week? I'm doing wonderful. You Benny, know you, can't be, you can't be doing wonderful. Derek, <laughs> I am be. doing – here I put that right. I'm doing wonderful because I'm still believing in my Lions. Right now is a disappointing loss. We're three and four. Okay, but we'll get into that Minnesota game later on down the road. I just think we have a chance to beat Minnesota. And what happened? My Hurricanes didn't play. Hail to the victors! <laughs> this party coming town, Derek. Benny, you've been waiting to pounce on me for weeks. Your Hurricanes lost to Clemson. You brushed it off like it was nothing. And now you're going to just drop that hammer on me when my team slept walk through a college football game and my Lions, the Lions that I B-L-E-A-V in, didn't show up against the Indianapolis Colts. You're going to do that to me here on the show? Really? Well, like I told you, you're the GM of the show. I just happen to sometimes have to be the voice of reason. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you're you're gonna have to remind me why we gotta B L E A V, why we gotta believe here on the show. But before we do that, Benny, we gotta talk about our sponsor, betonline.ag. Um, normally we tell you to put that money on the Lions. Uh, hopefully you didn't do that this past week. Um, they they let me down on a lot of levels. Hopefully. You didn't put any money down on the greatest college football program in the history of college football, which is the Michigan Wolverines, because they let me down. But Benny's you came through. So, Benny, the people should go visit betonline.ag, don't you think? I still want them to go visit betonline, because whether our Lions – see, you still got to believe in them. That's why, Derek, last week you didn't hear me say put $1,000 on the Lions. You know, let's just believe in the Lions. $50, $100. Hey, you can believe in the Lions. But if you believe a whole lot, I always tell you, you take the over-under. A lot of people don't know about betting. You, 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 you pick a score and you go with the over-under. So 
You know, I, I, I just want them, you know, just like myself to always believe that the Lions can win, win, win the ball game. And I, I'm still going to be believing when we talk about the Minnesota Vikings. But let's first get to this in the Indianapolis Colts game. Yep, sounds good. We'll go ahead. We want you guys to hear a little bit more about betonline.ag, and then we'll come back. And I'm probably going to rant and rave about this Colts game. Benny's going to tell me why it was great. I'm usually the positive guy that's always seeing the uh, the good, but I'm looking at this scoreboard, 41-21. I don't like what I see. I definitely didn't like what I saw on Saturday in my college football game, but we'll talk all about that when we get back. Everybody take a quick listen. We'll be right back to talk all things Lions, Colts, and then we're going to preview them heading to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Everybody, we'll be right back. The wait is finally over. Football is back. I mean, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Now, if you want to go big this year, put your money on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you heard it here first, right on Believe in Lions. That's the way to go in 2020. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Everybody, we're back from the break. We thank you so much again. As Benny always says, uh, go visit BetOnline, uh, BetOnline.ag. Great place to go. We appreciate them supporting the show. We appreciate all you guys out there who go ahead and, and give us a listen every week. You hit that subscribe button. We know you guys are sharing this with friends. We know it's been an up and down type lion season, but uh, we really appreciate you uh, hanging in there. I know I speak for Benny uh, as well. It just really means a lot, and the show has been fun to do. So speaking of fun, Benny, uh, it's going to be fun for me to hear you turn this into a good ball game because we're going to walk through this Colts game a little bit. And and you said you didn't feel it was that bad. I've got some, some issues on multiple levels. So let's go ahead and get into this right now. So um, th- this I'll just throw to you early in the football game. The uh, Detroit Lions block a kick, and before you know it, Matt Stafford throws an absolute dart right onto Marvin Jones early on in the first quarter, basically five five minutes or so and change. 25-yard touchdown, Lions go up 7-0, and they end up holding that for the whole first quarter. So 7-0 Lions at the end of a quarter. How, how you feeling at this point in the ball game? At that point in the ball game, I'm telling you, See, I, I know special teams, you always like to say, you know, it's null and void. But that block punt, that, that you see how that ignited the football team? And boom, less than, you know, uh, uh, less than a minute and a half later, the dart, Marvin Jones, touchdown, short field, boom. At that point, I'm really, really, really thinking this is going to be a pushover because they played the first quarter as if it was a Super Bowl. So I was really, really, really encouraged by the way they came out. They, they, they played like the Detroit Lions, not just the Lions. They, they came out and they played, you know, Lions football. I mean, they... <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with you. Like, this was a nice start. I, I, I feel like 
I'm frustrated because this is a broken record with this team. They come out before the last two to three years. They come out. They can't score early. They can't get the offense going. This year, we come out the gates. I think they said the stat, like, we're the only team in the league that's come out and scored first or scored on our first drive of the game. Something, something crazy stat like that. But, Benny, it's it's basically all downhill after that. This team is, is I saw poor tackling. I saw a lack of effort again. I saw mistakes. I saw bad penalties. I mean, let's get to it right now. Uh, you know, a 22-yard touchdown to Naheem Hines, like a, of a third running back for the Colts, a scat back. He scores a 22-yard touchdown on us and walk through our defense. Like, you had to hate that tackling job and that just, I don't know what Deron Harmon was doing, just diving out of bounds, trying to put his head across the bow, as you would say. Instead, he got nothing. And Naheem Hines just spun into the end zone. Like, this is this is where it all started right here. Got, got me frustrated right out the gate in the second quarter. Look, but you know, I for me, the the young kid, that was just a nice little swing pass to the right flat. I, okay, I'm like you. I'm thinking you the young kid's gonna get tackled. Boom, 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 miss tackles. He spends it tremendous effort by the young kid. I can't take that away from you, Derek. Like you said. Harmon whiffed the kid, nice spin, boom, into the end zone. But even though that was a nice play by the young man, we missed four tackles on that play. Just poor tackling. That's what it was. That's why I told you I, I'm, I'm, I'm still at that point. I'm encouraged because all of that was was just poor tackling. So <laughs> If we clean that up, because it's been like that all year, up and down, up and down with the poor tackling. So I'm just thinking, okay, at that point, <sighs> you know, they're going to clean it up. But what <laughs> happened after that? Benny, uh, it's 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 we it's week we're heading into week nine or whatever. Like you said, it's happening all the time. These are these are professionals. We can't have missed tackles, not bringing our arms, lack of you know. I don't see anybody attacking the ball violently. I see a lot of guys just you know, trying to barely get the guy to the ground. That's why we're not creating turnovers. And this was the start of it. You let a guy like Naheem Hines catch a ball and rumble through you and score a touchdown. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, I'm looking at it right here, they put up 20 points in the second quarter. So we were up seven zip. It was 27 before you could blink here in the second quarter. Touchdowns by a guy named Jack Doyle and another one from Hines. Come on now. But here's, here's the thing that bothered me about the whole first half. You know, not only was it bad tackling by the defense, you know, poor uh, just enthusiasm by the team in general. And then Matthew Stafford starts to get something going. And then what? We missed like a 41, 42-yard field goal by Matt Prater going into the half. Right. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, all those things starts to add up. And then we come out in the third quarter, Derek. You know, we get the ball. We go down the score with 11 minutes left on the clock. Okay? So we scored within the first four minutes of the third quarter. 
I'm thinking, okay, we got a ball game here, 20 to 14. What happened after that? Well, that that was a great drive coming out the half. I just want to rewind for a second because one play I had that was big. I think this happened somewhere in the second quarter. The Lions had, um, you know, they had stopped. Like you said, they were even getting off the field a little bit on third down, you know. But there was some point, I believe it was the second quarter, before one of the scores there where we get off the field. We actually knock them out of field goal range with a sack. And then, I, I don't know, the way I saw it is like Danny Shelton and company sack him. You know, Philip Rivers gets on the ground. He starts kicking and screaming like a little two-year-old and starts pushing all our players. Our players, you know, pretty much hold their wad. They don't do much. They The next thing you know, the, you know, fellows are just in each other's face. A flag comes out real late, and they tell Matt Patricia that they ended up calling this on Danny Shelton for the tackle, that he tackled him late or that he was too forceful. Like, tell me this wasn't a horrible call, Benny. That, w- that was a game-changer right there. That was definitely a game changer. I said, man, because just like I tell you, Derek, I, I, I do a little bit of refereeing of, of high school football. And so when kids are a little bit too aggressive in high school football and the coaches, of course, I'm old school football, they're yelling at me, oh, Blaze, that's a horrible non-call. You're letting the kids be too aggressive. I just look over in the sideline and I say, Coach, is this football? <laughs> and so when the ref threw that flag, Derek, I was like, are you kidding me? How do you throw a flag on a guy because he tackled him too aggressively? We need you to ref some of these games, Benny, because the NFL, there's there's at least, I don't even think it's the NFL. Let me change it. It's Lions games. <laughs> the Lions games I watch, there are just some ridiculous calls that happen every week. And this one, this one, uh, like I said, would have took him out of field goal range, would have made him punt. Instead, you call this bogus call. It's 15 yards. It's a first down. They end up scoring. You know, it just there was no way that it was a it was a foul on Danny Shelton. And and the Lions, like I said, didn't react really to any of this crazy stuff that Phil Rivers and the Colts started. If anything, it goes to your point about, you know, not having any juice, not having any moxie. The Colts were all up in our grill all game, yelling and screaming and carrying on. And they had a lot more than we did. So if if anybody should be getting after the foul penalty, it should have been the Indianapolis Colts, not the Lions. But I just thought. You know, everybody can say there's a lot of football left or they could have still stopped them. This is a big call pretty early in the football game. And I just see it too too often in Lions games where it's just like these bogus calls. Like you said, just these wimpy calls, these calls you don't see in other football games. I, I just don't understand why it always seems to occur when I watch the Lions. And I watch plenty of other NFL and college football. I don't see a call like that on a great play by Danny Shelton. This is what I encounter. This is what I have to endure on Saturdays with my hurricanes. <laughs> I, I just think when guys are too physical, they really, 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 really are trying to dummy down the game of football. And for whatever reason, you know, you I, I always tell people, you get certain referees who've never played the game and that's why they just pretty much told me, Derek, Benny, you'll never move up to the college level because you you don't want to make those calls. I said, those are 
calls. How do you make that call against a kid who's just being aggressive? How do you do that? So I'm just content. I'll never be a collegiate referee. So therefore, I'll never be an NFL referee. I'm not going to throw a flag on a guy who's being 100% aggressive. See, for me, I love guys like Aaron Donald. I love guys like Andama Kunsu. I love guys that just want to just, just annihilate you. So I'm not mad with Mr. Sheldon. Do it again next week. It don't matter to me. <laughs> that That's why you're Benny Blades. That's why the Lions fans loved you. That's why Detroit loved you. Because you were straight up football. No messing around. That That's what the game still should be. I mean, everybody understands, you know, some of the protections. But just some of these calls and some of this stuff they made up in the rule book is just not football. But Benny, before we keep this thing moving, did, did you mention a, a certain college team that you might be fond of? Because I got a couple sound bites I might want to play. You want to want to remind the people? No, no, no. That no. Here's what I mentioned. I mentioned Sparty. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, 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 wrong team. Wrong team. Wrong team. Oh, I man. mentioned the real you. Because <laughs> when you plays, baby, everybody stops and look. You know, you know, I got to get my favorite one in too, Benny, because we got to do it at least once a show. <laughs> uh, real quick, we're going to get back to the Lions. What, what happened to my Wolverines, Benny? I literally watched that game and I, I wasn't very hype. I kept waiting for them to turn it up. There was no urgency. I, I might be done with Jim Harbaugh, Benny. He just like, I, he does nothing for me anymore. You cannot lose that game to that team. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm shocked. I'm depressed. I'm frustrated. Like what happened to my team? I mean, unbelievable. Unlike you, I didn't get a chance, even, even though I was in Michigan that weekend, but I, I'll, I'll tell you about why I was up in Michigan in a couple of weeks, because I, I want that really, I want that deal to go through. But I was up in Michigan, and here I am telling the guys that I'm meeting with, I'm cheering for the maize and blue. Now, three of the guys that were in the room, of course, they went to Michigan State, and there's like, Benny, there's no way they're beating us this year. I says, Are you kidding me? I says, Michigan has the best team on paper. You guys got a first-year head coach. Derek, I was on your side the whole meeting. <laughs> well, I'm glad so you, you were with those guys because if uh, the people want to listen to last week's Believe in Lions, the minute I said they're playing MSU Sparty, you were like, ooh. And then you started giving me a bunch of junk. So you, 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 know, but, but see, you felt like something might be up. No, I, 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 do a, I do a show with you. I got to give you crap during the show. <laughs> You understand? But I think you jinxed I, me, Benny. I think you jinxed me and my team just because no, I, I no, gave no, your no, hurricanes no. a little something every week. No, what, what did I tell you, Derek? Michigan is my second favorite college football team because I <laughs> wanted to go to Michigan. Remember that? Yeah, if it wasn't so, so damn cold, you would have been in that red helmet. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I secretly cheer for you guys. I just have to give you a hard time. That's all. All right, I, I appreciate, it, but it's all about that you, right, Benny? Uh, forever about that you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, my goodness. It, it never fails, everybody. I almost got a root for a, a hurricane loss now just so I can get Benny off my back here in, in a week or so. But uh, so so you had jumped ahead to the third quarter in the Lions. Let's let's unfortunately get back to this football game because you're, you're trying to talk me up. You're trying to get me turned back around. You know, I believe in this team. You know, I love the Lions. But you said, you know, after the third quarter, the Lions score. And then what happened? Benny, nothing really happened at that point. 14 to 20. After the right. third quarter. So we, we're, we're within a score. There shouldn't be a big problem. The problem there is you. the fourth quarter. Because I'm looking here. We gave up three tutties. And, and we and we got one cheap one late in, late in the fourth. So that, that's what happened. We we fell apart in the fourth quarter. We collapsed also in the second quarter. The, the Lions, to me, this was... I got to go on a mini rant right now. I'm going to throw to you, Benny. But Matt Stafford didn't play well. And I'm tired of people here in this state acting like you can't say anything bad about the quarterback. He, he had a bad game. He was inaccurate. He, he didn't make plays. He turned the football over. What do you have? Like a, a, a bad fumble, a pick six in year 12 that basically turned the game there in the third, in the fourth quarter as well. Just threw the ball right to the guy and, and ended it. Justin Coleman, Benny, you got to talk to this guy or something. This guy's making nine plus million dollars. I mean, every time he's in the ball game, he just came off injury. He's He's always getting pass interference. If he's not getting pass interference, he's two steps behind and people are catching balls on him. This guy got a 41-yard pass interference on a third and 15 or something ridiculous. That absolutely turned the ball game as well. Benny, I just I didn't see much from the Lions. I felt like the score was horrible. The second and fourth quarters were horrible. There wasn't much in between. We couldn't run the damn football. We ran it for one yard in a cloud of dust the whole game. Like, tell me about some more positives or, like, how did this game just fall apart there in the fourth quarter? You know how it fell apart? Lack of effort. I didn't see, if you go back and rewind the tape of the Atlanta game in the second half, guys were doing what? They were flying around having fun. Football is supposed to be fun. I'm here on a Sunday. I'm making a crap load of cash. <laughs> Everybody is loving me. I'm having fun. When you don't have fun playing a game of football, it's time to go get a nine to five. And you'll see how unfun that is. Okay. I told you last week when Matthew Stafford was playing like a young kid in the playground. Right or wrong, he was just zinging the ball all over the field, da, 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 having fun. You said it, yep. Now he's, I, I, and see, I, I don't know. This week he just looked like, I know in the second half, that went, he went back to that same methodical quarterback. Oh, I'm trying too hard. I'm pressing too hard. Yeah, he made some nice throws to Julian, Julian Edelman and Mr. Hawkinson. <laughs> okay but our playmaker I don't think he, he caught over five or six balls all game Mr. Galladay what happened Benny <laughs> I, I'm glad you called me GM on the show because you just signed Julian Edelman to the Lions <laughs> I know, I'm not, you know what you know I, I, keep, I keep thinking Patriots what you know Amendola 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 okay, I'm okay. sorry 
you, you made up. They they are similar. Well, everybody knows what we're talking about there, but uh, they are similar uh, players. Let's put it that way. And 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 uh, Benny, we got to know that Kenny Galladay was out pretty early in this ball game. He didn't make any plays because he's got a hip injury. I think it might be that hip might be aching because his wallet's too light, and, and he hasn't got oh, that payday. We go. He hasn't went to we he hasn't went to the pay window like he should have. So there we go. The hip got See? a little tight. <laughs> That's why me and the GM is going to agree to disagree. <laughs> because oh. if you want to go to the pay window. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can't come off of two straight, you know what I mean, all pro games. And then, you know, oh, well, it's almost like, you know, that 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 child that doesn't get their way. Mommy, daddy won't give me the candy, so <laughs> I'm going to sit over here and pout. Uh-oh, my hips hurting, my, my legs hurting, so I'm not going to play the rest of the game. No. <laughs> I am so old school. Let me tell you how old school I am. I had a kid, okay, for, for anybody that don't know, I am the dean of discipline at a school. It was the kid's first day, Derek, at the school. Yeah, everybody knows we're in a pandemic. The young boy, mommy brings him in. The kid says, I hate this stupid school. Okay, why are you here? Well, because my brother in jail and my mama said if I don't come to school, he ain't going to be able to get out. And so I said, well, son, how old is your brother? He 14. Okay. <laughs> At that point, the kid proceeds to curse me. Now, he's third grade now. He's eight years old. Oh, boy. He proceeds to give me a cussing like I was, you know, three, and he was chastising me. <laughs> I am so old school. Before I know it, I had a little boy. We were looking face to face. I mean, it's all up in his grill. Boy, you don't lost your mind. See, that's why I say I'm too old school for for these new age kids. That I know you want to pay the man, but look. What I tell you, if he would have strung alone four or five great games, I, I ain't got no problem. Dump the truck on him. The whole truck. Not oh. half the truck. Dump the whole truck on him. Benny, Benny don't, don't, don't do no, this again. No, no, there, don't no, do there, this there, again no, right no. now. You're, you're, you're saying if he puts five games together. I told you last week, the guy's put three seasons together of quality football. He continues to produce. I don't know what else you want to see from him. I'm sorry his his hip got hurt, and now you want to snatch all his money and kick him out the city. But that's not no, how it goes. But he didn't, he didn't make plays because he wasn't in. I know you the GM. I ain't talking about snatching his money and kicking him out the city. And Mr. Galilee, if you if you are listening, <laughs> to Derek and Benny argue about you, okay? I think you're one hell of a player. But right now, because I keep trying to Derek, tell Derek I'm so old school, that's just me. Benny, you, you know what my favorite... You, oh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. The year that you shine should be the year that contract is up. Pay me, baby. Pay me. <laughs> I ain't got no problem. <laughs> 
Oh, Benny, as the GM, we went over, this is the year he's up. This He has proved it. It's time to, to keep this guy around, and I, you just want to wait, 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 and wait some more. And I'm just telling you it's not working out so well. But, but like, we don't want to get into a big back and forth. But what I want to say to the people and to you is my favorite part about your story is that Benny Blades is the AKA Dean of Discipline. <laughs> Like that's the greatest thing I've may have heard on the show. <laughs> that that is probably the most perfect title for you, and and just something that should be on, you know, your player card. You know, that's got to go everywhere you go. The dean of discipline. I absolutely love that. You might you might want to pay the lions a visit, dean of discipline, because you know what I hate. I hate watching the lions be consistently inconsistent every week. You know where they're consistently inconsistent, Benny. You want to know where? Where's that? Run game. You want to know where else they're consistently inconsistent? Secondary. Secondary. (laughs) Pass rush. Throwing the football by Matt Stafford. Like, you know, the back end, the safety position, which I know you love. Consistently inconsistent. Like, when are these guys going to be able to do something every week well? It's like one week they do something well, next week it's broke something that was broke the week before they get it fixed in a week and win a couple ball games. Like, I don't know what to make of this team right now. And you're trying to tell me, Oh, it's okay. This was a decent game. I mean, we got blown out by 21 points by the Indianapolis Colts. That's Phillip rivers, a bunch of rookies and a couple defensive players, Leonard and, uh, and the big fella down low um, that they got from, the 49ers, the four is Buckner. Those are the two players that they basically have and a bunch of young cats and they beat the hell out of the Detroit lions. I was embarrassed by our, our effort and how they played out there this past Sunday against the Colts. You know, I, I, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic because I, I look around the whole league. There's not very, 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 very many, you know, Teams, I mean, look, we could be in the NFC East where the Eagles are three and four like we are, and they're a top of the division. You know what I mean? And so I just think right now, Derek, if we string along just in our division, you know what I mean? We, get, we still got the Packers again. We still got the Bears again. And we got the Lions, I mean, the uh, Vikings twice. Now, I just think if we take care of our division, there's nobody that's run away, running away right now in our division. That's why I'm so optimistic. You know what I'm saying? I really want these guys to understand that if you take care of your division, like we're going to talk about the Vikings, okay? We still have an outside chance. That's why I believe in the Lions. Still got that upside chance. All right. Well, like I say, I I want to be with with you. I can't be with you right now, especially based on this game. I've said what I want to say. Matt Stafford, horrible game. Justin Coleman, you can't cover coffee table. Uh, you know the the defense, the second and fourth quarters is embarrassing. The fact that Daryl Bevel wants to run the football one yard up the middle every time on first down. Hey, Daryl Bevel, how about you pull out a trick play every now and again? How about you sling the football? How about you you know draw up something creative? I like you as a play caller but you're letting me down big time 
And I don't know what else to say, Benny. I, I, I hated this game. To me, it felt worse than the loss against the Saints. It felt, you know, just as bad, if not worse, than the Packer loss. This was a really bad one. I mean, three and four, whatever it is, it it, it doesn't feel that way right now to me. I, I know, I know. But, see, it's, it's my job to help you, okay, to steal B-L-E-A-V. <laughs> Appreciate it. That, that's why we got Benny on the show. Not only was he a tremendous player, he, he believes in this team. I, I do. I just, I'm just totally frustrated right now. So Benny, we, we might as well turn the page. You got anything else to say about this Colts game? Any positives or anything you well, want to bring up or you want to move I, on? I, I told, Derek, as a former player, you, you, you see how we, we embrace the wins. A loss you have to get rid of real quick, yep. real quick. As a former player, I am so past this game. I'm looking forward to the Vikings right now. All right, we'll, we'll talk about. It. I want to ask you. Um, I want to ask you two things before we go to the Vikings. Uh, first of all, it's just that, like, we hear every week about you know next game, you know one week at a time, you know even win or loss, you know celebrate or worry about it for 24 hours and put it behind you. How real was that when you played, and is that a real thing? Are you able to comp- are you able to just kind of put that in that type of context so that you can just you know we just have this opponent, whatever happens, and we'll just totally put it behind us and move on, or does this stuff linger, good and no, bad? You know, you know, what, you know what happens, Derek. Um, as a player, you have to learn to compartmentalize play after play. You can have a great play, but you can't linger in that great play too long. You can have a horrible play and you give up, especially in the secondary, you give up a touchdown bomb. It's like water that rolls off of a duck. You have to move on to the next play. And so when guys truly say if they're competitive in nature, when they truly tell you, I've moved on, to the next game most winners will move on they, they look i'm gonna take the negatives from that game and i'm gonna learn from that what is what has happened over the years a lot of guys you know they they don't learn from previous mistakes and so that's why the, you have that frustration today as fans you guys are so frustrated to where most of the guys says Man, that that play was two weeks ago. That and and that's how a lot of them think. Even though it was two plays ago, for them it's two weeks ago. And so the first thing you guys say, he's doing the same thing week in and week out. But he is so compartmentalized that he doesn't even realize. See, film study is so critical. Self studying. You know, it's okay to look at other teams and what they do, but you also have to self-criticize yourself. And a lot of a lot of guys don't want to sit down and critique themselves. We know as players when we're not given 100 that I call it. A lot of coaches like to say, I need 110% effort. I said, Coach, God only made you to do 100. <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, that's good. I don't, you know what I mean? So 
anytime I, 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 I talk to people as a former player, I tell them, I said, look, if he doesn't compartmentalize his mistakes <laughs> and learn from those mistakes, he's going to keep repeating them. But he also has to correct those and move on quickly to the next play or the next week. Now, if he's running a string of six, seven weeks and he's still doing the same thing, you don't want him on your team anyway because he hasn't learned to learn from his mistakes. Right. I I guess, you know, r- real quick, I just want to say, did, did you have to use the word compartmentalize three times just because you knew I couldn't pronounce it when I tried to talk? You had to throw it in my face three times, Benny. <laughs> I can't believe I even got it off that time. I was trying to say that twice, and then it, I went with I hey, went with context, it's okay. and then you said, "Oh, let me use it three times, rub it in his face that I can't no. talk today." Oh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Oh, when, I'm look, frustrated, Benny. No, no. In life, when you're frustrated, I'm here to pick you up. <laughs> Thank you, man. Remember I how that. I was frustrated in week two, and you had to pick me up. That's what. Oh, what would I do without you here on the show, Benny? But uh, what I wanted to say to your point that you just made is, I guess the other side of the coin is that you can turn the page and you can say you've moved past it. But, you know, the fans and people that watch football are kind of like, how are you going to turn around some of the things that we continue to see? Or in one week, you're going to go from how you played against Indy going to show up big in this in this Vikings game so we'll talk about that here in a moment I want to ask you one other quick question so I was really frustrated with the run game they didn't give the ball to DeAndre Swift against the Colts barely at all he was a non-factor they ran it up the middle on basically every first down to Adrian Peterson like I don't even know if I can say that anymore Benny with the type of gusto that I used to because he, he's not doing too much. He's, he's just running up and, and getting us one, two yards a crack, maybe a run every now and again. Where do you stand on the run game? If it's not working, do you just continue to run the ball one yard right up the middle and right into the teeth of the defense, or do you go and do something else? You got to mix it up. I told you I, I, am, I am not a big favor of just omitting the run game. The run game has to be something that keeps the defense because you, you, I mean, you can be a gunslinger and throw the ball 65 times a game, but that's not what we're built. We brought in Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift to give us a run game. So you just can't, I mean, that's my frustration. Just like you have that frustration when you run the ball first down, it seems like every series, first down, the first three, boom, 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 boom. You're going to run the ball on first down. You come back, there's no creativity. Fake the run on first down. Throw a screen pass, throw a five-yard pass, do anything else besides run the ball up the middle exactly. on first down. And they even did it on second down. You know, we would get no yards. You run it up the middle again. Now we're third and nine right off the bat. I mean, that's an easy way to get off the field. So, anyway, I thought you'd probably say you got to sort of stick with it, but, but I – 
I love. I would love to be a Smash Mouth football team, but if, if we are struggling in the run game, Daryl Bevel has been quoted as saying, we're nowhere near where we need to be in the run game. Okay, we'll either get it fixed or do something else because I'm tired of watching just uh, no runs when you could just split out DeAndre Swift and throw him a six-yard slant and he'd, give, he'd make another eight after that and we'd get 15 yards rather than this old-school like 1980s football that's not working right now. No, like I said, I'm not saying abandon the run, but you don't have to run it on first and second down. You have to mix that thing up. Benny, I'm agreeing you know? with you. I was agreeing with you that, yeah, we got to we gotta mix it up, like you said, but we also, I, I'm not saying never run the football, but I'm saying if you can't run it early end downs or at all in a game, you might want to throw it more, you know, and instead we want to want to be balanced. We want to establish the run game. Okay, well, you couldn't this game, so go go do something else. Try to win the game, you know? Yep. I felt like we didn't win the game late because we were just too focused on making sure run and pass was even or whatever they're trying to do. I don't know. Anyway, you're, you're getting me all fired up again. we got to move to Vikings, Benny. we got to talk about the Vikings. Lions heading to the Vikings. We've got Kenny Galladay out. we got Trey Flowers now going to miss three-plus games. We've got multiple injuries, guys out of practice. You know, before we got recording, Matt Stafford has been flagged for being near someone, I guess, that had COVID, so he cannot even come near his teammates oh, until until, with that. until maybe Sunday. They said he maybe he can play, but I don't think he can practice the rest of the week. We're going into Minnesota. Yeah, they're not going to have fans, I don't think, but you know how that place goes for the Lions. There's one positive, Ben. You want to hear the one positive that I can give you right now? What's that? There's this man called Everson Griffin coming to the Detroit Lions. He, um, of the former Minnesota Viking, four-time Pro Bowler, was in Dallas. Now he's here with the Lions. I put a tweet out that said, yo, Everson Griffin, we need you to come. We need you to be a beast. We need you to destroy the Minnesota Vikings and help us get this dub. And that's spelled D-U-B, Benny. We need this dub. And Everson Griffin got back to me on Twitter and he said, Something that I feel like Benny Blades would say back in his heyday, and hopefully today, if I if I needed it, he said, "I got you." That's it. That's all he said. He said, "I got you." So he responded directly to me, Benny. He said he's got me. He says he's got something for the Minnesota Vikings. That kind of fired me up. So Everson Griffin's going to need to be big with no Trey Flowers as well as some of these offensive pieces. Can the Lions? Get this done. Tell me maybe how it goes down and what you maybe expect from Everson Griffin being unleashed here in his first game. Well, I really hope we can unleash the beast. But I I just think with all those guys you just named, I'm not going to say it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a tall task for the offense to score a bunch of points. So we are going to definitely, definitely, Definitely. You see, I, I said that three times, right? I, now, I heard you. Yep. Because it's a it's a young man named Dalvin Cook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well, what did he yeah. have last week, Benny? Two hundred plus all purpose and four yeah. tutties, four end zone look, scores. Look. He shredded the Green Bay Packers. So we don't need Mister Cook. <laughs> To have another <laughs> three three running touchdown, one passing touchdown game. We got to control Mr. Cook. 
Benny, let, let, let me ask you this: Does two hundred plus all-purpose and and four trips to the end zone does it does does that get you to the pay window? No, look, look. Oh, that's gonna get him to the pay window. <laughs> There's no doubt. He he, he already know, cashed you know, in, but it might. Yeah, yeah. He 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 backing up. You know, with his hand behind his back. <laughs> no, no, that, that that's doing some things. And this guy, he, here's the thing that's tough. Again, I'm the GM of the show. Benny, it was about four years ago or so. The Detroit Lions were picking in the second round of the draft. A guy named Dalvin Cook had slipped for whatever reason. Oh, he's bad character. He's injury prone. You know, everybody, me and all my buddies were saying, last time I checked, that's a that's a beast down there at Florida State. I know you don't want to hear Florida State because you're all about that you. But he, he's a ball player. <laughs> he's a ball player, and sure enough, the Lions passed on him for I don't even know who they took some some stiff, and sure enough, this guy goes in our division, and he's just been incredible. You watch Dalvin Cook either previously or this Sunday, Benny. He's got an extra gear that nobody else almost in the league has. When he gets going, not only is he a big body for a, a running back. He's got, he's just so dang quick. His feet, when he accelerates, look out. So, yeah, I'm worried about Mr. Cook, no doubt. You, you know why I almost have to cheer for that young man, even though he's in a Vikings uniform? Because I watched that young man grow up here in South Florida. You know, he played ball down at Miami Central High School, and that kid was a phenom in high school. And I told his coach at the time, Roland Smith, who played at Miami with me, who's his coach. Now, that dude used to be the University of Miami by himself when he was at Florida State. Now, I'm like you. I don't know why the Lions passed up on him. I'm not the GM. You the GM of the show? I'm let you ponder all of that right there. I just don't want Mr. Cook. He can have... 200-yard games against everybody except for my Lions. Ah, I'll cheer for him every other week. Yeah, he, he's a hell of a ball player, no doubt. So that's that's cool that he's down from your – Well, why are all these good football players down from your neck of the woods, Benny? What's going on there? We breed them, baby. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, you don't – I tell people all the time, you don't have a choice in South Florida. It's either you're going to be fast or you're going to be tough. And God forbid, he gives you both of those things. <laughs> and so, because the, the talent is so latent down here to where I can walk out my front door and these kids down here, because we don't have snow days, <laughs> they, run, they run out here in the streets barefooted, okay? Just to see who's the fastest. And so if he beat him today, you bet believe, I don't know what they do. They just keep running when the other kid's not there to where you get faster, to where you want to compete. That's how it is down here. But Benny, what, why is Dalvin Cook not going to the U? Why, why is he going to Florida State? You couldn't get that done? You couldn't, you couldn't get this guy to the U? No, I ain't going to put Florida State on probation. We, look, we were on probation at the time. We, we had that bag at the pay window. <laughs> uh, 
Incredible. So yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. We we got to control him. I, I I got some stats for you, Benny, as I've been known to do the past couple weeks. So let, let's go ahead and get through these, and we'll get the prediction. So what what okay. I pulled up is the Vikings. Um, you know, when, when it comes to their offense, you know they're they're throwing the ball for only 223 yards a game. So that's that's nothing special. You know, good old Kirk Cousins, who my buddy Grifka says uh, he's um. Kirk Cousins is uh he's not that great, Benny. <laughs> uh, he he he's got he's got twelve touchdowns and ten INTs and like I say, just barely over two two dollars a game passing. That that's nothing to be excited about whatsoever. Now they do have hundred and forty-four per on the ground, and I'm sure that number's moving up with Dalvin Cook now healthy. He did miss multiple games. And they got eleven rushing touchdowns. That's a that's a lot of rushing touchdowns through only um, you know, eight eight games and only four of those they had to Mr. Cook. So that's something to look at. And here's some defensive numbers. And then uh, you can respond to these, the Minnesota Vikings defense, they give up 287 through the air. So if Stafford is able to come off that COVID and Marvin and Danny and Hawk and uh, wait, how, how, how do I got to say that Benny? How do I got to say Mr. Hawkins, his name? Hawkins. <laughs> no doubt. That's, that's TJ. Hawkinson, uh, but, uh, you know, he's got a ball out. You got to get the ball to DeAndre Swift. So they could be had in the passing game. They're also giving up 124 on the, on the ground, um, 17 touchdowns allowed through the air, but only five on the ground. So they stiffen up when you get close to the end zone. So that, that seems to be a recipe for me to throw the football and to, uh, spread them out, you know, get DeAndre Swift on the field a little bit more. I know Peterson, um, you know, is going to want me to call him next week, Adrian, Peace! but he, he's going to have to do something in Minnesota to earn that. And so is Mr. Griffin, Mr. Everson Griffin, but maybe the Lions can pass it. They can actually use DeAndre Swift's skill set and put up some points against the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think? Well, all great points, but before the show, why do you think I kept trying to get to this Vikings game? There's three keys, in my opinion, to this game. Don't don't say special teams, Benny. No, 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 no. (laughs) The Detroit Lions defensive line and linebackers are going to have to control the run. No no, no doubt. No ifs, ands, or buts. That is number one. If we don't control the run, Kirk Cousins can beat us with the play action. So we have to do that. Number two. That's a good point, Benny. That's a good point by you. You know, number two. See, I didn't know Matthew Stafford is going through this whole COVID thing. I don't even like to talk about COVID. But number two, I put down the quarterback play has to be better this game. It just has to be. His decision making has to be King. Benny, no, can no, I jump no. in one second? Go, go ahead. This, this is one thing I want to see from Matt Stafford. And my buddy, my buddy Chops made a good point, and I want to give him credit. Matt Stafford needs to be more accurate. And, and when he throws it to wide receivers, we need to hit people in stride. Because if you ever watch games from way back, you know, all the way back to Stafford's career, even when he completes balls, it's usually high 
down by the shoestrings, you know, a little bit. He's, the guy's got to fall to make the catch. If Stafford could put the ball in stride to people a bit more, I think we'd see a lot more big plays and a lot more production. But he's just always a little bit off even when he does complete the ball. And that costs you in the NFL. You know what I mean? That ball just being a little bit low, high, behind is going to cost you yards, maybe cost you touchdowns. So I want to see Stafford put the ball perfectly in stride to some of these wide receivers. Yeah, that that's a that's a huge huge key huge key, but listen to my third one. I can't wait. What you got? You no, know, you you talked about Adrian Peterson. Yep. But my key is because you brought him up also, DeAndre Swift. I I think we get him in the ball game and you match him up against Minnesota's linebackers on one on one coverage. And you get him the ball in space. You know, I, I just think this kid can be the difference maker in this ball game. I, I just really do for what for whatever reason. I think he can be our difference maker. He was huge in the two victories. Now I want to th- ask you a quick follow up to that. Well, I, how how do you treat the the vet? Like you know, Peterson wants the ball. You know, he really wants the ball in Minnesota. You know that he's, he's been getting the football, but he, he knows himself that he hasn't been producing like he did those first couple games. So is there a way to still get him involved but 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 use the young fella more? Because I, a lot of people want to see Swift get the ball more. Here's what I tell people, especially the people in the media, the fans, there's one ball, okay? Everybody knows there's one ball. Now, there are only so many touches that the offense is gonna have. Let's just say an average of 50 touches a game. If at the beginning of the game, if Adrian Peterson is having, looks like he's gonna have a breakout game, he's gonna want the ball at least 10 to 12 times mm-hmm. that cuts down on somebody else's touches on the ball. Matthew Stafford has the key. Well, should I say he has the keys to the Ferrari? Mm-hmm. He has control every single time he comes to the line of scrimmage. He can audible, he can do whatever he wants to do. He has the keys. So I, I I I put all of the onus on the quarterback because when you cranks up the Ferrari every play, he knows exactly what he's going to do with it. He's going to hand the ball off or he's going to throw the ball. So that's why I said this week I need better play out of him. I just really do. That's just my opinion. I need better playoff. His decision-making has to be spot on. I know a lot of people say, ah, that's just, no. I guess, I guess one thing I would say is that I disagree a little bit because I, I haven't seen Matt Stafford audible and change plays like he used to back in the day. It feels like whatever's called, he just runs it. I also have kind of got after Matt Stafford. We we did on a, a show a few weeks ago about it being vocal or being, you know, outward leader. 
you know, Stafford doesn't seem like the guy that would go over to the coaches and say, put, put, put the young cat in, put 32 in. We can, we can throw him the football. He's got juice. He's played well. Like I love Adrian Peterson, but you know, let's get 32 in there. I feel like he Stafford, just a guy like whoever the coaches want to put in, whatever they do, they do. Sometimes as the, as the head guy, the guy with the keys to the car, the, the top, the franchise player, you got to help tell these coaches who you see is playing ball and who you need to win and who, you know, Hey, go tell Daryl Bevel. Hey, we can't run the football this week, but you know what we could do? We could get 32 and split him out wide and, and throw him the football a little bit. I bet that would work. But I feel sometimes like Stafford's just going, whatever they, they send in through the headset, he just runs it. He just comes over, looks at his tablet, and goes out again. You know, I haven't seen that uh, that kind of what you're talking about, which is like put all the, the credit and the blame on him because I don't see him making those changes. I feel he's just, he's just you know, calling what's called, whoever they put out there, put out there. You got to got to help these coaches sometimes and tell them who the ball players are, what you see out there from the quarterback position. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I think all the fans want to see Swift. I think it's nothing against Mr. Peterson, but it's just, you know, we're at game nine here and we got to not only see what we got, we got to, we got to make defenses be afraid. And, and they're afraid when you got Swift Hawkinson, you know, Kenny Marv out there. That's our best four right there. So, you know, we got to we got to feature that more, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, normally this game against Minnesota is a really nasty game. You know, it's a game where they kill Matt Stafford, he gets sacked a lot. The scores are usually either lopsided or low scores, you know, and there're not too many shootouts going on in Minnesota. Um there we've had a, a few with Golden Tate where he was good. So, how do, how do you see this game going down with the prediction and maybe kind of how you see it happening when they kick it off on Sunday cuz Benny, I need a good game from the Lions because I got crushed last week. I need the Lions to come out, find a way to win this game, play good football and get me back to I don't know, B L E A V believing in this team. <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Believing in the Lions, like I do week in and week out, I'm still, 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 still going to put the onus because if he wants to be considered the GOAT, all of the GOATs around the National Football League, Tom Brady's, Drew Brees's, they're audible, they make things happen for their teams. They're very vocal when it comes to a guy who's not doing his job. Now, he's got to do those things and score at least 24 points. I'm going to have it 24-21. We still come out with a victory. Wow, so you got you got the defense holding Mister uh, Mister Cook down a little bit. You got the Vikings. Oh yeah, I, I can't I, I can't allow him to have a great game. <laughs> I'm with you, but easier said than done. So that's that's surprising that the defense will have to have a bounce back. Gosh, Benny, I I, I know you've got him undefeated the whole year, basically based on your predictions, but. Um, I'm, I'm going the other way based on my frustrations and based on what I've seen on the football field. I gotta, um, they gotta show me, they gotta do something exciting on offense. They've got to play more sticky in coverage. I don't Eric, know. Is, I don't know how they're going to rush the passer. Lions. This is not believe in Vikings. <laughs> I understand Benny, but I'm, I'm getting to my prediction is that I think, 
I, I think this is going to be a tough one for the Lions. I feel like they're going to, you know, it's just going to be one that they pull out in the end, Benny. And they're going to find a way to win in Minnesota because you believe so much that you got me fired up on this show. It took a while. It took nearly an hour here. We've been talking. You've been giving me a bunch of talk about my college team. You've We've been going back and forth on Kenny Galladay, but... All your positivity, Benny, about the Indianapolis game and some of your great your three points you had, I thought were tremendous. You gave me some inside scoops of what a player is thinking. Benny, I got the Lions in this football game, just like you do. Give me the Lions 28 to 21. Give, give me a touchdown victory. I, I'm, I'm going to say they, they hold them to 21 too. You, you totally talked me into it. I mean, look, look what you did here on the show. You got me, you well, got me believing again and you got the people believing Benny. Yeah. I look, I, I, I don't want anybody to draw to drop off this train just yet. Okay. It's we're, we're, we're three and four. We come back from Minnesota with the victory with four and four. And then we move on to Washington. We move on to Washington after the victory. Because anybody out there who's listening, you have to B-L-E-A-V. And everybody knows what the V stands for in Benny Blaze's book. It's the victory. Guy, guy, get that victory. I, I don't even need to hype it, Benny. You did such a good job there. I think we've had a fun show Um the Lions need to get it done. There's no doubt about it. So it's fun talking Lions with you as it is every week. Um, how about we come back next week and do this again and talk about hopefully a, uh, a dub, a D-U-B, a V for our team. How about we do that? Definitely. Definitely. Now, next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a Lions victory against the Vikings. Hopefully we'll come back and we'll talk about a Hurricanes victory on Friday night against NC State. And a Michigan, Michigan victory. I don't know who you guys are playing. Who, who uh, playing. Gosh, I don't even have it up in front of me either. I, I can't keep up with all this stuff, Benny. I think they're playing uh, Indiana. I think they got Indiana this week. So, oh, yeah, that, 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 better, that better be a victory. What are you talking about? It better. Come on, Michigan. You, you let me down this week, get a dub. Benny, you know those canes are going to get it done because I just want to play this next week multiple times. <laughs> what were you going to go with? We could play that one too. It's all about the you. All right, let, let's, let's get a W. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Come on, Matt Stafford. Stafford! Let's get a victory in Minnesota. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. Take care. Have a great weekend. We're out. <laughs> oh, all right. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.